0: Ooh. Cool. this in our lives and that leads on to ponderings around masks and identity and these threads that stay with us through our lives and it leads on to considering nothingness and everything and finally into the truth of of who we are and the joyousness this life time that we inhabit. I hope you enjoy. It's about 16 minutes and it was recorded just one afternoon in the garden. So have a lovely day everyone and here's the episode. thread back to when we were told that we were something that we're not. That we've adopted this identity that someone else has given us. It's just not true. But we can live our lives until we're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, believing this lie, believing this identity that has become so imprinted on our subconscious. Very often, I don't a very young age, playing out a false identity that was never true, where did you learn that you were someone that you're not, that you've entirely adopted this identity? The critical voice is not your own, and you can say the critical voice is not my own. you know, I was not born with criticism. Babies and young children are, are going their own flow. They play and they go to people they like. They don't go to people they don't like. But then at a very young age as well, they start to get criticised by parents, teachers, adults, others. And then they start to become self-critical. And if you hear criticism enough, even if it's energetic criticism, say you've feel it there's something very off even if it's not being said but it's so strongly disturbingly felt you know quite often we somebody will say one thing but really they're meaning the other and if you're sensitive enough you can truly pick up on it and you're not making it up it's just you know it's clear as day to you what they're not saying is even louder than what they are saying and an innocent little child will be so attuned to this you know they're very aware very very open to to everything really very vulnerable then and eventually the child starts to believe that this critical voice is their own voice that's speaking to them and they internalize all of these voices from others into their own being and it's not <laughs> it's your mother or your father or your grandparents or your teacher or your aunt or your uncle whoever and then the person when they're much older might go to a counselor and say oh i'm just so pointless i'm so worthless i'm not good with anything really or i'm so ugly or i'm not very bright or i'm really unkind or there's something. i'm ill or there's something not right with me and the counselor might say well Whose thoughts are they, actually, really? (laughs) You know, quite often it's not your own thoughts, but it's those over so many years that have been projected onto you from others who themselves feel worthless, or they feel ugly, or they feel they're not good enough, or they're not very bright, or not very good at this, that, or the other. And, And a young child is an easy target, really, whether or not the adult knows they're doing it or not. They often probably don't know they're doing it. Sometimes they do, but quite often they don't. And uh, the poor child becomes a receptacle of all the kind of dumping from the ill adult or the unhappy adult. And really there's no thought or criticism that actually belongs to you originally from your natural original state. It's all layered on top. <laughs> but Remembering that and truly owning that can be a lifetime journey. And we can actually achieve a radical identity shift when we peel back all of these layers, all of these layers of the onion. And it reminds me as well of the dissertation I did for my English degree. And it was based on identity and masks, and is there an essential essence to who we are beyond all of the masks that we wear? It's interesting because I've always been interested in this, and I still, this is still what drives me. And it's beyond a psychology. It's looking at something that's deeper than that. So I did my dissertation looking at Woody Allen's Zelig, the human chameleon, and quite in a very humorous way in the film, but with very serious undertones as well and philosophical and psychological observations and and studies, but also very funny, as I said. So he was kind of the human freak, and he was loved to start with because he could blend in with any situation and become like the people he was around, and then he was hated for this ability. But this idea, was there a, an essential zealot beyond all of these changes and masks and blending in? And who was he at heart? And I looked at Peer Gint and the lines, and we will peel you, my dear, like an onion, and then it carries on, but the onion that they peel has no heart in the centre, and that's meant in the sense that you can peel away, peel, 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 and the onion gets smaller, obviously. And actually, there's no central core to the onion. There's space. Um, and <laughs> that's so exciting, you know, because that's very... Uh, very much the case of Advaita Vedanta, non-dual. It's it's oneness. So when you've peeled all these layers, all these identities and masks away, who are you really? And I think at the time when I was doing my dissertation, I think I, I, well, I was also looking at Delhi's and Qatari capitalism and schizophrenia, and and the constantly becoming other, and looking at postmodern writers. And where meaning lies, what is meaning and where does it reside? And not just in a human, but in any sense in society. But this whole idea of spaciousness at the heart of everything and nothingness at the heart of everything and nothing that is encapsulating everything, infinite possibilities and I was fascinated when I was even younger. I remember writing a GCSE essay about opening a door. We were given the first line to an essay. I was, in, I was probably about 14. And then I loved this kind of task. <laughs> it was just fabulous to me, where you're just given the first line and then you can write what you like, whoosh, anything that comes up. So we had the first line and it was, I opened the door and there I saw... And I went into a stream of consciousness, I think it was about, I wanted to describe what nothing was, and for me it was very much the case that if you have nothing, it must be something, you know, nothing, if it's the absence of all things, it actually is that and beyond, you know, so... Encapsulates everything that ever was or wasn't or could be or never was. Everything. So I opened this door, and there all of these things were tumbling, Um, all colours, all shapes, all possibilities, or thoughts, or all emotions, and all in a pure whiteness. All in a pure whiteness. (laughs) And 30 years later, I realize it's the same. Investigation is the same journey that I've been on with Advaita Vedanta and Muji and Eckhart Tolle. It's the same interest that I've always felt. And there are new openings and new understandings, not from an intellectual level, but from a deep heart level of Always saying the same thing, coming back to the same essence, this formless awareness, this deep pure consciousness, this heart of the onion that isn't there. And it is very much there, but it's it's not the form, it's not the thing itself. And as as Miji says, you know, everything is taking place, everything happens. In the great non-happening, there is a deeper, deeper space where all of this is playing out. And as Ramana and Papaji, Muji's spiritual guru, Papaji, nothing ever happens. There's all this play that goes on as we live our lives, as the world lives as and grows and dies and grows and dies and evolves on this plane. All of this evolution is happening, but this is all playing out within something that's never changing, something that's, this consciousness, this spark, it's not even a spark, it's beyond any concept. Of what it can be. It's just, just is. And Muji calls it the isness. This great Parabrahman, or the Atman, the soul. And everything plays out within that. And our day to day lives yes, things happen. We go to work, we come home, we make some tea, we feed our cats, we socialize, we have families we buy things, we sell things, we get ill, we get better, we die. All of this is playing out within a spaciousness that never changes, that's that's huge, that's beyond huge, that, that's just infinite. And we can connect that with that which is our essential nature that is what infuses us and that is what we are you know in this play of consciousness as we come into the world and we move in the world and we grow we become a teenager a 20 year old a 50 year old we die and the form dissolves back into native nothingness back into the earth To be nutrients and composted back into the earth. And the essential spirit, the soul, the essential life, the isness, hasn't done anything. (laughs) It's not gone anywhere. I love the lines that Eckhart Tolle uses in The Power of Now and A New Earth. I can't remember which one it was, but it doesn't matter. But he, um, life is the dancer and you are the dance. Life is the dancer and you are the dance. As you come into this world, there's a dance of you. This is the dance of Rowena or whoever your name, you know, we're not our names, but this is the dance of my lifetime within life and it will fade, and it will stop, and it will go. And other dances are playing out. And I think that's just so beautiful. And I see it very visually as well as a pure whiteness. It's a pure whiteness, and these colors move across and within this infinite whiteness, and they fade, and then another, that's why I love intuitive painting so much as well. This beautiful letting be, letting the dance be what it is. And an expression of joy of life and celebration in this miracle that we are, in this one lifetime. And and it is love. And how amazing, being born into a human form. <laughs> wow. I think sometimes we don't realize that until it's the end. So to go back to what i was saying, you know, it's finding out who you are at essence rather than who you are in terms of one the identity you take for yourself which often is one that's been put on to you. But that's going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. Of course, we're written on all the time from society, our parents, religion and but just cleansing all of that away, if you can observe beyond these masks, it's not that, not that, not that. And recognize this consciousness within that never changes. Like all these identities change. We're not our personality. We're that spark of, of Initial consciousness from at, at conception and what joyousness that is and the dance of our lives as our lifetime, however long that is, however short that is, what a what a joy. <whistles> to this episode of the Grace and Joy podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to find out more about the art that I do or the workshops that I hold or anything else, please do have a look at my website which is ww.roenascotney.com. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye!